Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast it's well, it's fantasy football, it's football of a different kind of football, it's it's NFL football, ladies and gents. The Laces Out crew are back. We're back with a vengeance. And uh, we've got guests. We've got guests this week. Stats Mistress, she's here. It's just, it's all, it's all go, because it's a new season and we're super excited. If you're not checking us out on YouTube, you should be checking us out on YouTube, because we've got videos, peeps, and it's videos for you. And while you're there, just click that subscribe button. Thank you. So here we go. This is CookieCast, Laces Out. Right. They all say they're recording. They wouldn't lie to me. Not like you know, last week. I'm, I'm still, I'm still bitter, even though it was all my fault. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages. Wait now. Uh, yes, screw it. Creatures of all ages. Um, Shameless, shameless plug at this point in time, straight off the bat. Uh, if you're not checking us out on YouTube, this is absolutely the week to jump over to YouTube because there's uh, some some uh, returning faces to the to the podcast. Um, we are talking NFL football, and I can't quite get across how much joy those words fill me with. Um, my co-conspirator over on the, what I'm guessing is right of the screen, because it's left here, Mr. Paul Williams. Um, good evening to you, Andy, and good moment to all in the Twitter sphere. Well, that's where it all goes down. All the politics happen on the Twitter sphere. Um... The eagle-eyed amongst you, who are definitely checking us out on the uh, on the YouTube right now, will notice that the stats mistress has. Uh, What's that, Andy? The, the Philadelphia eagle-eyed amongst them. That's absolutely correct. Uh, the stats mistress, Leanne Davies, has come out of the stats cave where the stats machine lives. Uh, it has to be kept in a cave in the side of a mountain to keep it cool because it runs super hot with all those fresh hot stats um she is here on my left your right i imagine hello um and what will be uh even for the for the watchers just a voice in the darkness a, me- a member of our fancy football league um and i think everybody can agree better than the bfg <laughs> It's JFG, James Forrest Gray. How are you, sir? I'm very well, yes, but lack, lacking in uh, webcams, so hence the disembodied voice. Very excited to talk about football, because it's back, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeedy. I'm going to keep disappearing off the side, because I'm about to reappropriate my table. Um... Time is of the essence, ladies and gents, so let's get absolutely all over it. Week one 
is in the bag, is in the books, is in the rear view mirror, some might say. Um, fantasy wise, um, it's, it is that thing. We'll just, we'll just rip the plaster off. Um, myself going up against Mr. Williams. Uh, end of the day, as far as the Fantasy League is concerned, there are 12 people, I believe. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> which means that each week there are six losers. Uh, unfortunately, in a matchup between men, one of them has to win, one has to lose. Um, condolences to you, Mr. Williams. Did you lose, Paul? Just by a speech. As as commissioner, you, it carries a heavy burden. And, oh, it was uh, you guys against each other last week, didn't it? No? Yeah. Yeah. I missed that. The fact that you've only picked that up now is something to behold. I just focus on me. It's all about me. Don't I know it? Mr. Williams, um, any any learns from week one? Um, don't don't take Miles Sanders and Le'Veon Bell as your first two running back picks. Le'Veon Bell obviously been put on IR yesterday. Um, it's like change. It's like change to IR this season though, because apparently in seasons past. Being placed on IR would mean that he wouldn't have been able to return until at least like week eight or nine. Yeah. But with everything going on around the uh, the C virus, yes, um, they've made a change to the IR list. So apparently, I think he can come back as early as week five. So depending on what his injuries are, how bad his injuries, he may he may still play somewhat of a big part for the Jets this season but I think with all the will in the world the Jets aren't exactly heavy hitters shall we say so I I don't want to I don't want to sugarcoat it Um, yeah it's the the Jets at the end of the day Um, Stats Mistress Having uh, access to all the stats and being able to co- correlate them, does that deliver a win for you? I did have a win. I don't think that has anything to do with the stats. Um, but I scraped through this last week. Um, I'm not holding much hope for the rest of the matchup. But Certainly not this week's matchup because you're going to get absolutely destroyed. I think having Golladay and Marlon Mack was not the best start to the season. We'll see. I couldn't see possibly. I, could, I couldn't possibly. But I'm definitely going to lose this week. <laughs> That's one of those. It's the moment you make make any sort of shit talking bold prediction, uh, you are going to get the, <laughs> the karmic slap upside yeah, the head. Ass handed to so, I have secured a loss for this week. Uh, James, how did you get on this week, sir? Worst possible combination of underperforming on my team and an absolutely phenomenal performance from my opponent. You went up against the Sinbin's only member, uh, the Squirrel Killers, Mr. Timothy Lacey himself, a man who can draft 
a world-beating fantasy football team with his eyes closed, both arms tied behind his back and blindfolded. Um, the the man's ability to draft the team is, is, is I've, I've never seen anything like it. So as I've as I've said, I, I don't think uh, I don't think that was solely down to you. I think. Uh, Let's just let's just put it this way. I believe a goat was sacrificed somewhere along the line. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, give too there, much. There was certainly there was mixed feelings as as I I had Jacobs and Adams under the league. So every time they scored, it was great in one hand and awful on this one. Weirdest weirdest. So you talk about other leagues. The weirdest thing about um, my my matchup this week was I was waiting for my opponent in both leagues to have. The same two players play. <laughs> I was like, "This is the weirdest thing." <laughs> like, uh, who's gonna win? Um, big shout out to Harriet this week. Um, so, um, any big, any big movies, shakers, upsets in the world of last week in the NFL football, other than my. Firm prediction for what is going to be an absolute world-beating team. The, uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the team that everybody said they were going to be. Uh, all I've seen all week is Brady, Brady, Brady should have retired. Um, that photo of his sad little face. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a wonderful meme which was a, uh, a celebrating Cam Newton... A sad Tom Brady and the world famous Belichick sipping orange juice picture, all in a little uh, little 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 triangle. Is that is that motion I'm doing? Um, anybody else got anybody got anything majorly outstanding from this week? I mean, it's week one. I can't imagine it was, it was nice to see the Jags like just eke out a scrappy, scrappy win. Like, obviously, everyone's picking them for the first pick of the draft next year, but they certainly seem to be wanting to sort of stick at it. Uh, the 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 scrappy uh, statement there is is absolutely nailed on. That was a super scrappy win. Um, it. Uh, I have a, I have opinions of, of the Jags as a as a team. Certainly, the team they are at the moment. Um, but you know, it's always it's always fun to see um, teams claw victories, no matter no matter who they are. Um, Mr. Williams, anything stand out from the week for you? Um, nothing, nothing major. Like you say, first week, so. A lot of teams are still finding their feet and stuff like that. Obviously, no teams have had pre-season games to uh, iron out any uh, any kinks or anything like that. Um, just going back to the Jags thing, I think it was with the stats line that Minshew only missed one of his passes. Only had one incompletion for the entire game. Oh, sorry. 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 Something, um, something for me that I was like, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a, a two a double edged sword thing. Um, the 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 Washington football team secured a win 
um, which, as far as, as as far as the Washington football team is concerned, I again have opinions. But on the flip side, on the other side of the coin, uh, kind of nice for uh, for Riverboat Ron to get a, get a nice solid win with everything he's going through at the moment. So, like I say, bit of, bit of up, bit of down on that one. Um, anything else wildly outstanding from week one? I mean, bit of a homer sort of uh, opinion here, but the Cardinals are looking phenomenal. Like, they've got a really strong chance of making some big improvements, and they beat the Niners, which is always lovely. Mm. Some might say a shock victory there. Others might say well-deserved. Um, I'd know. go the second. I'll, uh, I'll, let, I'll let everyone else be the judge of that. I wouldn't want to, uh, I wouldn't want to force anyone's hand. Um, if there's nothing majorly pressing from... I just want to give a big thumbs up to Game Pass. Oh, Game Pass. excellent service delivery uh, with Red Zone. You've got eight months to sort your fucking service out. And, oh, that's right. Still can't get it sorted for game one, get a week one, getting all the uh, getting the red zone up and running. Well done, Game Pass, yet again. Quarter past seven, I think it finally kicked in. <laughs> They've had four years to fix the bloody thing. Every year. Every year's the same. Every year's the same. At least they don't charge an astronomical amount of money for their service. But yeah, well, 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 pointed out. Um, yeah, like I say, if, if nobody's got nothing, nobody's got nothing pressing. I will hand over to uh, the lady on this side, whichever <laughs> this side is to you. Well, oh. what I was going to say, one before before we jump into the uh, the stats, should this be the particular point of the podcast where we get James's season long picks? Because these stats may sway him. Give anything away. These stats could. These stats could give him the uh, ah, the edge. Because I was. I was going to get his picks at the uh, before doing the predictions, but you have a very good point there. Yes, we exactly. Should. Yes. So James, um, yes. would you like to take us through who you believe the two teams will be that will contest the Super Bowl? See, this is where I prove my utter ignorance of. So I was muted there. Uh, this is where I prove my utter ignorance of the structure of the league and end up picking two people who like, just can't actually face each other. But uh, Paul that's, seems that's fine. I think that's Andy had this issue last week, but we, uh, we got it started in the end. Always yeah. my biggest fear. I'm always like, I think it's going to be these two teams, and Paul's always like, yep, they can't play each other in the Super Bowl, so try again. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. My, my, I think my ones I'm back in, especially after seeing the defence on uh, of the weekend and the Steelers. I mean, they're, they're back on fire. Pains me to say it a little bit. But, ah, Steelers Nation. So Steelers is your AFC pick? I believe so, yeah. Interesting. As for the other lot, Probably not going to be anybody from the east. 
No. Definitely the weaker of the two. I think despite a good start, a poor start, probably still the Niners. Interesting. So Steelers versus Niners is your, is your pick for the Super Bowl this season. Yeah, Steelers reckon a bit of an outside, but I can, yeah, decent odds. It's, uh, I, I'm not going to lie to you, it's, uh, it's two new names on the predictions list, so I'll, uh, I'll happily take that. And of that, the, of that particular uh, Super Bowl matchup, who would be uh, your pick to come out on top? I'm thinking uh, Steelers on that one. Steelers. To be fair, if, if the Niners keep getting injured, I think they lost their two starting corners today. So oh, right. that, okay. that could already be out of the window. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, obviously, uh, starting up with a with a reverse to the uh, to the Cardinals as well as we already discussed. It's got us a bit of a, bit of a uh, spanner in the works. Uh, and of the game, who would you be picking as your Super Bowl MVP? I'm hoping purely on the basis of wanting to forgive him after hurting me so badly last year, Juju. Nice. Thank you. See, we've gone for uh, we've gone for similar sorts of ideas there because I also picked a wide receiver for the MVP. I picked Michael Thomas, so on the same gets wavelength there. But yeah, thank you very much, James. I'll, uh, I've, I've made a note of them in the book, so we'll uh, we'll see uh, over the course of the season the uh, the remaining guests to see what their uh, picks are. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Don't lose that book. Don't worry, the book will be going nowhere. Well, on that note, it's now time for Now, stats. now time for the stats, right. Stats o'clock, some might say. Forgive me while I read from my phone. So, thanks to Jordan Heck at Sporting News and Nate Davis at USA Today. Number one, the Washington football team and the Las Vegas Raiders are now 1-0 for zero all time. Congratulations to both teams. Let's keep it up It'll be the first week of one. Stephen Gotskowski drops on the all-time list, going from fifth most accurate kicker in NFL history to the eighth in one game. After 14 years in New England, he struggled last season and was ultimately released. I think after he went on to IR. The Titans brought him in in this off-season, but in the opening game against the Broncos, he's missed four kicks, but managed to kind of redeem himself with the game winner for a 16-14 victory. Number three. Since 1999, there have been 62 drives of 19-plus plays. In the Giants-Steeler game this week, the Giants got control of the ball with the second possession of the second half and held on to it for a very long time. They ran 19 plays, taking up nearly nine minutes of game clock. Giants drove the ball all the way downfield to the four-yard line where Daniel Jones then threw an interception, ending the drive and ultimately allowing the Steelers to hold on to their lead while the Giants just drained the clock themselves. All your reaction says everything. <laughs> Number four, Saquon Barkley, Giants running back, had a tough night and ended with a bizarre stat. He ran 15 times for a total of six yards with a long of seven. He couldn't find any running room as he finished the game with eight carries that went for negative yards. To top it all off, Barkley was outrushed this week by both Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger, who had nine yards each. Old, uh, old wooden legs himself. Real glad I've got him in our mini-league. 
Number five, Gardner Minshew has just made history having completed 90, 95% of his passes, 19 out of 20. The fourth best single game completion percentage of all time, out of a minimum of 10 attempts. The Jaguars quarterback completed all but one of his 20 pass attempts as he finished with 173 yards and three touchdowns. He even added an extra 19 yards on the ground. Number six. Cam Newton won his Patriots debut, becoming the first former MVP quarterback to replace a former MVP, MVP quarterback, Tom Brady, for a team at the start of the season. Newton's pair of rushing touchdowns gave him 60 in his career, making him the first quarterback in league history to reach that threshold. And the last stat for today, number seven, Frank Gore is still going strong, and he made history on Sunday with his brief appearance for the Jets. Gore has now passed Emmett Smith for the most regular season games played by an NFL running back in league history, with 227 games. The lifespan for an NFL running back is typically much shorter than other positions, so for Gore to set this record means he's had to overcome incredible odds. He's been playing so long that his son, Frank Gore Jr., made his collegiate debut earlier this month for Southern Miss. The man's a legend. <laughs> no. no, I haven't, but I have had him in my team previously because I, I have a lot of faith in Frank. Guy. He's, a, he's always good for a few points each week. Uh, so, yeah, good on him. Still still going, and you've got to give him his dues. He's, he's probably just going to just gonna start smashing records just purely for the amount of Length time of he's service. been here. They'll be like, you broke this record just because you were here. I think there was the option for another stat, which we've had previous years, not to do with Frank Gore, but it was to do with um, Brady and Drew Brees being up against each other and both being the oldest in the league in quarterback position. And certainly for Brady running a touchdown, I think he was the oldest on NFL record. Yeah, that... 43 that, years and 42 days, wasn't it? That, um, that touchdown was very much a making a point touchdown. Uh, I'm pretty sure I saw something where somebody won an astronomical amount of money because they put, was it $500? It was something, it was something like that. It, I think they placed a $500 bet that Brady's first touchdown would be a rushing touchdown. But were the odds 8,000 to 1 or something? I, I took a picture and I sent it to somebody. Just bear with me. I'll see if I can find it and I'll read it back. I mean, you've obviously got money to throw away if, that, if you're putting five hundred dollars on a bet like that. But, but on the other side of it, quits in. Absolutely minted. Books in. So, it, so it wasn't. So sorry, it wasn't just. It wasn't in the. Uh, it wasn't a Brady specific bet, but it was in the Tampa Bay or Saints game, and it was. Just, it was just for Brady to be the first touchdown scorer, um, which was, I don't know how American lines work, but it was plus 8,000. But either way, the guy put the guy put $500 on it and won 40 grand. So, well done to you, sir. Well done. Whether, whether it's a legit bet, I'd question, but... Somebody out there always puts a stupid bet on that comes in, so yeah. why not that? As far as this week uh, coming up, 
uh, fantasy football wise, as previously mentioned, this guy takes on this guy. Uh, and for you audio listeners, not to neglect you, uh, the cookie takes on Leanne's football team. <laughs> See where I got my name from. <sighs> Honestly. Genius idea. Mr. Williams takes on Mr. JFG himself. Um, as previously mentioned, out of the four of us, there will be two winners and two losers. Um, Mr. Williams... Must we have two ties? Don't uh, get ties. Yeah, I mean, yes. I'm not going to say that it's not going to happen because I've had two in a season before. Um, Decimal scoring, man. Well, <laughs> the man does have a point. Um, Mr. Williams, anything you're going to be focusing on going into this week's fantasy? Uh, does it does it count if I just say hope, hoping to get some actual points out of my team? I believe it's so. Valid, yeah. yeah. I think we're all in that boat. We all want to see points yeah. on the board. No more injuries. Yeah, the yeah, in- that'd be nice. The injury things a bit like like last season. Last season was a injury heavy season, and this season has started off injury heavy. I mean, anything that happens in twenty twenty is a bit like yeah, yeah, cool, awesome. Sort of thing today about people bringing scientists bringing pigs back to life. It's like yeah, I know. So you know, we're we're literally moments away from zombies. Um, James, obviously now's your time to reveal all of your uh, award winning uh, tactics for taking on the Commissioner. Uh, I, th- I think the first first one's going to be use my inside line to the to Matt Nagy and make sure he uh, gets Adam Robinson signed up to a new contract and make sure he's happy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after that really hope that Malcolm Brown was just another repeat of last year's week one flash and that he uh, bombs for uh, Paul there. Okay, so what we're here for, the meat in this sandwich, is uh, actually talking about this week's games. Um, Due to uh, my poor planning, uh, I was unable to record last week's games and that job has now been handed off to, some would say, the better of the uh, of the hosts of uh, this here podcast. Uh, Mr. Lies. Filthy lies, Andrew. Mr. Paul Williams, do you have some scores for last week? I do, Andrew, I do. So, obviously week one in the NFL... So all 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 sixteen, all thirty-two teams were in action. So sixteen games to pick, sixteen points up for grabs. In reverse order, Building with seven out of sixteen picks correct. Yeah. It is Leanne. It is the yeah. stats mystery. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen I'd seen a glimpse of the book earlier and was like, oh, there's a lot of crosses on there. <laughs> I've seen it off my pink Let's, skin. There was there was a run, Leanne, of, of, of five games in a row uh, that were uh, the, the opposite pick. I, I forgot what the rules were. Which team you're supposed to pick? Is it, is it the winner, the loser? It's the winning team. Exactly. Yeah. It. Um, 
second place with a very respectable 10 out of 16 picks correct. It's the leader of the cookie cast, Mr. Andy Cook. Hello. Uh, and then taking the W, if you will, for the week, is myself with 11 out of 16 picks correct. Can we see proof, like, on screen? It's not, like, so the, so this crossing out. Look at all that crossing out. Scribbles. Yeah, whatever. We'll be getting official adjudicators in at this rate. So, have you, line, the have you lined up week two, and are you ready for some predictions? Week two. As we can see here, a lovely blank slate. Mm, blankety blank. Uh, we are running the same system as previously. That system is that the guest gets a pick, and there'll be a running total for guest pick. Um, if, if in a situation where there is more than one guest, there will be more than one guest's points taken into account to amalgamate into one overall giant number um, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it because you know it might never happen um, as far as uh, week two game one what is that game so opening the week is what is known as the battle of ohio we have the cincinnati Bengals taking themselves over to cleveland for a battle with the Browns. The Browns are at home. The Browns are at home. Is it a 6pm game? Or is this a Thursday game? No, this will be a... 8pm? 1 o'clock in the morning for us, job. Thursday. Quarter past one over here. Um, the, uh, the PNS, the Thursday night football. Who wants to, who wants to, who wants to give us uh, the lead? Who wants to take the lead on this one? I mean, really, it should be the guests to uh, to lead us out, really. Go on, James. Give us your thoughts. Okay. Uh, Bengals, I think, are going to be better than we expect them to be this year. But the Browns, uh, they've got a good enough defence. OBJ should maybe catch something this week. <laughs> so, I think the Browns are going to edge it. James goes with the Browns. Andy, Leanne, any thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm with James on this one. Browns for me, please. Leanne? Bengals for me. Ooh, she liked what she saw from Jordy's gang. I've seen Baker Mayfield playing. Oh. Yeah. Not an unreasonable yeah. point. Yeah. I, don't, I would be happy to be wrong on that because I always root for the underdog and I think they are the Browns in this case. Yeah. It's certainly two long-suffering franchises, let's put it that way. The uh, supporters of both have uh, had to put up with plenty of shit over the years. Uh, but I tend to agree with the majority on this and I think at home... I'd like to think the Browns will have just about too much for this new look Bengal side. So I'm also going for the Browns. One of the stats um, that I didn't include was saying that um, Mayfield's had four different coaches over his 
past 30 games with the same team. So he's saying it's not, it's not wholly his fault that it's all shit's fallen apart. No. Though. No. A lot of uncertainty uh, about that particular franchise there. Right, the next game I have is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans. Interesting. Two winners in week one. But will not be two winners in week two. Uh, I'll take Titans, please. Certainly, Andrew. Someone's oh must go. I'm going to lean towards the Titans as well. I think they might be a bit too strong for our scrappy friends, the Jags. Yeah. I think I can see where this is going. But Liam. <sighs> I'm tempted to go with the Scrappies. Jags. You're going Jags? Always playing for points, this guy. Uh, obviously, worked well week one, didn't it? Now, is, is this because you've officially just divorced the Titans? Since, though they, since uh, Mariota's they gone. Yeah. Like, I've got no interest in them now. <laughs> I well, should have put one of my two Mariota jerseys on. In a exactly. show of solidarity. Exactly. Uh, again, I think I'm uh, siding with the uh, the majority in this one. I think uh, after a less than stellar opening opening week's performance against the Broncos, I, I think the uh, the Titans will be looking to um, right a few wrongs from that game, really, in the Come back with a big statement win for me. Uh, next up, I have the Panthers joining the Tampa Bay. I'll, I'll take I'll take the lead on this one. Please do. Um, both teams obviously coming off a loss. Um, obviously, you've got the Bucks with the, uh, the big man in the in behind centre. I think I said this in last week's podcast. The Panthers. Tough to write them off when they've got Christian McCaffrey. Any team that's got a player like him in the team will always have a chance at winning. However, the book started strong last week and then just tailed off towards the end. So again, imagine that they want to put in a bit more of a performance this week and show the faith that a lot of people are putting in as an outside shot for the Super Bowl. So I'm going for a rather large Bucks win. James? I think I'm leaning Bucks as well. They've just got too much firepower. Although, worth noting, Chris Godwin is in the concussion protocol. And if Mike Evans is still a wee bit hobbled, that could prove to be wrong. Like I was saying before, Mike Evans did walk out on the field um, last week, which uh, by all reports running up to that point was unlikely, and then he just rocks up after I put him on the fence. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's books for me, I think. They need to get something going, otherwise they're going to be the team that people think that they were. I'm going to guess who I'm going to go for. 
The Panthers? No, I'm actually I'm going with the books. I, I agree. I think um, Brady will come with something, <laughs> something to prove. No interceptions this week for Brady. They could be this year's Browns, couldn't they? The one everyone's expected to make a massive step forward and just not. I think there's, there's always one team who, would you class it as, wins the off-season and, and is the, the big team that everyone talks about. And it's certainly the books this season, so you do always get that one team that flatters to the uh, flatters to the scene. Flatters to deliver. Fails to deliver. I just hope it's not the cards. Well, yeah, absolutely. Right, next well, one we have... Before the yeah, next one, one, before the next one, we have going to take a very very short break um, for you watchers and listeners you will know nothing about it for us guys phew, the amount of effort it's going to be astronomical we will be back shortly uh, yep yeah, okay so uh, like I said a short intermission and we're back known by nobody Go. Next game. So, let us move on swiftly to the Broncos at the Steelers. Broncos at the Steelers. Any takers? Uh, I've got a Steelers. I'm very confused, Leanne, because you appear to be wearing a Super Bowl 50 hoodie. Um, now, the team who won Super Bowl 50 is in this game. Mm-hmm. You're not picking them. The Steelers. <laughs> big, big Steelers fan over here, isn't it? Well, so I'm told. It wasn't last year. I fully agree. I think, uh, although... It does seem as though James Conner is just made out of cotton candy, like candy floss or something sure. like after, after his breakout season when Le'Veon Bell just decided he didn't want to play football, ever since then he's, he's, he's been made out of sand or something, because he just, he just can't stay on the pitch. Yeah. Can't stay on the field. Terribly. The first time I've ever had a top two pick in a fantasy league and pick left Bell. Yeah. Nightmare. Uh, it's a uh, it's a Steelers pick for me as well uh, on that one, James. Aye, Steelers all the way. Another clean sweep. Second clean sweep. Next up, we have the LA Rams taking on another NFC East team in the Philadelphia Eagles. This is one of those um, I quite enjoyed watching the Eagles get. Uh, uh, uh. I don't want to use the word fisting, let's go with pounding. Um, so, uh, in some ways it pains me to say this because I put a lot of stock in the Rams previously and then they, uh, they let me down right at the very end. Um, but, in this week's matchup, I will be picking the... LA Rams. Oh, you will take you, Andrew. That's right. I second that. 
I'm going to have to be the contrarian there then, because I think that the Eagles are going to edge it. Miles Sanders practicing this week. Um, hopefully they can give Sackerts a cookie or something and stop him being a whiny little bitch. <laughs> Uh, um, I tend to agree with uh, Andy and Leanne on this one. I think um, I think the Rams are definitely the stronger of the two. Uh, obviously, Eagles being at home, if the fans were there, would probably have given them a slight bit of an advantage. Fans not being there, you can imagine maybe plays more in the, uh, the visiting team's hands. So I'm going to go for the Rams to uh, can uh, keep up the the winning run against the teams from the NFC East. To ram it home. Next, we have the San Francisco 49ers making a long trip across the country to New York to play the Jets. The 49ers will um, absolutely be winning. There's absolutely yeah, no fully, way. I fully agree with Andy on this one. Even though I did, I, uh, I was quite happy with myself last week picking the Cardinals to beat the 49ers. There's something doesn't quite smell right about the Niners to me. Uh, I was saying it all last season that I kept I kept expecting to get beaten and they kept winning. Uh, I don't think that's going to be the case this season. I think they're probably going to lose more often than they're going to win. Yeah. They may still get they may still get into the playoffs, but I think it's a potentially a season of regression for the 49ers. I don't think Jimmy G is the messiah that he uh, has been made out to be in the past years. I think he's now starting to be a little bit found out, and uh, yeah, I, I think can't see him going all the way, but uh, I, I think they're. Uh, I think they're going to have too much for the Jets this week. I mean, obviously it's really hard to get bet against a Frank Gore-led um, I was going to say, obviously. <laughs> but I think the, the, the Niners might just edge that one out. Oh, Frank Gore. Leanne? Me four. Another clean and sweep. We're so it's either all points or nil points. Yeah, Next game, we have an AFC East competition with the Bills travelling to Miami with the Dolphin. Any takers? You. Bills for me. Well, it's one of those things we all know on this podcast we do love Bills. So uh, I'm going to stick with the podcast favourites, uh, Bills. James? I'd love to back Fitzmagic, but nah, the Bill, Bills are looking pretty strong this year. Oh, is that, is that a dirty word? Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got, got to be the, the Bills for this one. Yeah, I'm in agreement with all three of you there. Um, maybe didn't start... As strongly as the lights against the Jets, they uh, they gave up a few, probably a few too many points from their perspective. But they're arguably the strongest team in this division. Give or take, obviously, how well the Patriots are going to uh, cope with all the holdouts and 
obviously the biggest change at quarterback. Um, yeah, I think I think the Bills could be a there could be a few people sneaky outside pick to make a, a long run into the playoffs this season. Uh, but yeah, yeah, again we've got a clean sweep on that one. Okay, next up we have the Vikings going to Indianapolis to play the Colts. Now this is an interesting one for me because you've got the Colts who were another team who over the course of the off-season could have been argued that they'd made some good strides they brought in a more competent quarterback than Jacoby Brissett. So they obviously made improvements on their offence. Um, their offensive line is arguably one of the best in football. The Vikings started awfully against the Packers last week. Um, I'm going to pick the Vikings to bounce back and get the win there, which puts the Colts in an 0-2 hole, which they might find tricky to climb out of, I think. Anyone else? Thoughts? I've, I've, I feel quite the opposite. I'm going to go for the Colts on that one. Uh, the Vikings were a couple of big plays on that. Then was it uh, Cousins chucked a couple of long bombs that came off? Other than that, I did not see anything that impressed me. At least not in the first three quarters. And I think the Colts have got enough on the O line of the defence to shut them down more or less. You take it. Um, having picked both the Vikings and the Colts to win their games last night, last week, um, I was struggling here who to go with, but I I went with the Vikings, thinking that they should bounce back and make the win. So Vikings, is it? Yes. I am uh, I am sticking with my claim that uh, Philip Rivers is still the most overrated quarterback. Uh, in a good long while, um, and it's uh, it's a Vikings pick for me. Exquisite. Okay, so next up, we take a trip over to Lambeau Field, and we have the Detroit Lions going up against the Green Bay Packers. Andy, give us the give us the lead off on this one. I mean, there's 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 very few teams that I would often pick to beat the Packers, uh, and it certainly wouldn't be the Lions. So it's Packers for me. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree on that one. Packers looked very good against the Vikings last week. I think Aaron Rodgers has come out with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Obviously, them taking a quarterback first in the first round is a big statement. So you'd imagine that. I wouldn't say he's on borrowed time as such, but you'd imagine that his his days as the starting quarterback for the Packers are starting to come to an end. I think he's what thirty six now. So I mean, obviously, we've seen that quarterbacks can play in their mid mid to late forties. Obviously, Tom Brady's saying that he wants to play till forty five at least. That's at least another couple of seasons. So if if he can do it, there's no reason why Rogers can't following his footsteps so yeah big season for the Packers and uh, they'll, they'll be looking to go at least one better than they did last season so yeah Packers for me Packers for me too James yeah. 
the Lions are looking a bit depleted. Um, I think Colliday's still going to be out next week, is that right? Yeah. But even with him, they're not going to have enough firepower. So, Packers. So, again, another clean sweep across the board there. Next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons travelling to Jera World to take on the Dallas Cowboys. I'll, 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 take, I'll take the lead on this one. Um, both teams coming off an opening week loss. Uh, I think this is where the Cowboys will stand up and be counted and get themselves on the board for the season. Um, I, the, the team that stands as the Dallas Cowboys, I don't. I would be surprised how many times I pick them to win this season. They've still got Dak, right? Yeah. I just thought maybe with Paul going for, them, for the win that maybe they'd got a new quarterback. Yeah. I mean, even um, even Jason Witten's not there anymore. <laughs> it's just... Um, yeah. And, and, you know, the Falcons being the Falcons, it's like... I'm going Falcons this time round. Again, a team that I won't often pick for a win. But going up against the Cowboys, Falcons for me, please. Okay. I think the Cowboys are going to bounce back on this one. Um, I genuinely think CeeDee Lamb is going to overtake Gallup and become a genuine uh, wide receiver too. And yeah, Dak had a quiet day the other last week. He's going to sleep and he's going to run. He's going to be fine. I'm going with the Falcons, but I know that I'm now going to live to regret this having just been a dick to Paul about that Prescott. The Falcons for you then? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So next we have potentially the uh, snooze fest of the week as the Giants travel to Chicago. Take off the Bears. Any takers? James, lead off on this one. I have to. Uh, if Robinson's playing, I think the Bears will win. So I'll go Bears with minimal enthusiasm. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think we need to dwell on this game too much. Bears for me too. Me three. Me four. I think the Bears... I don't, want, I don't want to say shocked people last week by beating the Lions. Obviously, they didn't start very well. And the Lions had them under the cosh early doors. But then they, they showed a bit of character to come back. And Is this... Is this the start of, uh, of old Mitch proving that he was worth taking second overall? Who knows? I mean, you'd imagine that someone in the uh, Bears management would probably need to have their head examined if they were uh, dropping the amount of money they're dropping on Nick Foles just having riding the pine. So, watch this space, I suppose. Next up, we have the Washington Rare football team. Travelling over to Arizona to take on James's Cardinals. 
Go on, Jim. Jim, see the, see the two boys, Jim. We'll, uh, we'll let you take the lead on this one as well. Well, yeah, obviously first they should just go down the Kimmy Schmidt route and call themselves the Washington Gun Takers. That would solve everyone's problems. That'd be great. But yeah, Cardinals all the way. Uh, Kyler's going to fall out. Hopkins was an amazing deal. Although, you know, uh, Johnson was a you know, they said he seems to be doing okay for Houston so everybody wins there and the Cardinals will win this one I completely agree with that statement I think to the Cardinals uh, just their receiving attack is just an absolute sight to behold and obviously D-Hop is one of easily the top three receivers in the league and he's just just, 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 just wonderful to watch. And I think, I think Kyler Murray obviously is at the full year behind him, starting to come into his own as a quarterback. Um, really, sort of showed a few onions by uh, bringing the Cardinals back to beat the 49ers on the opening weekend to have the rushing touchdown himself. I like the Cardinals this season. I think, I think that's that division is very stacked. And I think I said this on last week's podcast. The year. You could potentially be looking at all four teams in that division to be getting at least eight wins. Obviously, they've got to play each other. They've got to play each other. All the other teams in the division twice, so that one could take a couple of wins off each other. But you'd, you'd imagine that it's, it's certainly one of, if not the strongest division in the NFC. So, I, I, I've, I've got a sneaky good feeling about the Cardinals this season. I think they could. Uh, I think they could go deep. Cardinals for me too, please. And I, one of the stats that I'd seen about Kyler Murray was that he sort of learnt to protect himself, so um, in last week's game he was just constantly on the move and he kept sliding sliding down or, or running off the field, uh, so he only yeah, got the, taken down once or tackled once, I think. Yeah, one of the things they covered on the coverage from last week was that a lot of the quarterbacks at all, like the, the bring in I think it's baseball coaches to teach him how to slide, but obviously Kyler Murray at one point was was a was a huge baseball prospect. And I think he was actually drafted by someone originally into the uh, into the MLB, so he has that baseball player instinct in him. Any of it, so obviously he's always going to be if if he does take off with his with his legs, he's always always more than likely to get to the markers for the first down. And if he's going to come up short, you know he's going to protect himself and slide and things like that. So, yeah, good to watch as well. He's he's, uh, he's small, but he's uh, he's very much in the Russell Wilson sort of mould of uh, short player. Another guy who I believe was drafted in the MLB before he came to the NFL. So, yep. Uh, next up, we have the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs taking themselves over to LA. For a game with the Chargers. Chiefs. No contest. Chiefs. Should I just say it was all the time and just write C-H-I-E-F-S in all the boxes here? Absolutely, as far as I can see, unless James is going to throw a spanner in the works there. Well, obviously, if they were with Keenan Allen, who's now injured, it would still be the Chiefs. So. Hey. Yeah. I think that's... That, that's what you'd class in the uh, betting world as a, as a bit of a lock, really. I mean, saying that, a couple of seasons ago, I think the Chargers might have even put two losses on the Chiefs that season. But so they seem to have a bit of a, a bit of a thing over the Chiefs. It's a division matchup, so you never know. But 
Yeah, I think uh, Pat's balling it, he so. Let's see. Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens travelling to Houston to take on the Texans. Sneaky. The last three games of the week are sneaky good. Sneaky, sneaky good. Andy, you like you want to uh, you like want to tell us something about this game? Go on. Ravens. It's uh, <clears throat> it's one of those things that I think off the back of last season of the way that um, the that team has, has has grown and that team uh, uh, that team that it is. I would not be surprised if they are a contender this this year for for Super Bowl. I think I think Lamar Jackson is always going to have that element of something to prove. And I think some people would say that he proved it last season. I don't think he is one of those people. I think he is always going to be working on the principle of something to prove. So, at the end of the day, Andrew, he's, uh, he's he's not bad for a running back, is he? So, he isn't bad for a running back, uh, and he's going to get he's going to get a win this week. Yeah, I, I hope I wholeheartedly agree with that one. I think you know how the Texans are just a victim of the schedule at this point because talk about talk about two of the toughest games to open up your season. The defending Super Bowl champs in their first game since winning it, and then obviously. Arguably, the team that a lot of play, a lot of people thought probably would have won the Super Bowl last season. Yeah, I, I can't see anything other than a, a Ravens win on this one. I think the Texans have got a good shot of getting a lot of wins this season. Obviously, mm-hmm. if Deshaun can can find that rapport with Will Fuller that he had with Lee Hop, then there's no reason why they can't do well. Obviously, like James said. Uh, they ended up with David Johnson as part of the trade for the um, Hop, and he started pretty well against the Chiefs last week. So, uh, yeah, I think the Texans are not very good to worry about moving forward. It's just you can't really seem getting anything from either game against uh, the Chiefs and the Ravens. Agreed. Yeah, pretty much agree with everything you've said there. I don't. I don't think it's going to be a complete blowout. But no, no, I wouldn't. I think be a, a, a comfortable sort of yeah, two-score win for the Ravens. Yeah, I mean the, the Texans could keep it competitive, certainly, but I think the Ravens will have too much for them just overall. Yeah. Okay, so we move into the last two games of the week. Another another sneaky good game: the Patriots travelling to Seattle to take on the Seahawks. Andrew, I know you'll have something to say about this one. Oh, absolutely. Um, firstly, I've got Seahawks win on this one. Um, just purely for the fact that they're a more established team. I think if, and for me personally, it's a big if, uh, if all these hopes that are riding on Cam Newton are going to come to fruition, it's not going to be first two games. It's going to be... He needs to get up to speed. He needs to get a few more games under his belt with a different team, a different coach, so on and so forth. Seahawks are just too established. I can't, I, I can't see the Patriots as they are at this point in time beating the Seahawks. So it's Seahawks for me. Um, 
I, I may very well be eating those words, but at this point in time, it's uh, it's a Seahawks win for me. Same. I think I, I agree with everything you said there. I think of the two, the Seahawks are clearly the most settled side. They've been, I mean, they've got, they've got a few issues on defence, but um, I think you'd always be more or less trusting Russell Wilson to, to get him over the line, especially at home. Um, I think with Cam as well, the biggest thing to see will be to see how he reacts to like a first big hit. I don't think... I don't know if he was ever, I don't think he was sacked against the Dolphins on Sunday. I might be wrong, they may have got one or two, but I don't I don't seem to remember seeing him take many big hits at any point. Um, so if he does if he does take a bit of a blow, it'll be interesting to see how he responds to that and how he's, if he's able to bounce back from it. So There was uh, yeah. a little bit of an altercation at one point, wasn't there? Yeah, apparently they, they were reaching for his chain or something. So I, I don't really know why. Yeah, there was a there was that whole face mask thing. That apparently, the face mask starts on the shoulder. But it um, wasn't actually. Yeah. As as I said in our group, um, the the refs are obviously still cashing their uh, their Patriots checks. I say, but there was absolutely no way that was a face mask. And then Cam just walked off, sort of. Laughing. Yeah, which then it turned into this were the dolphins taunting Cam, was Cam taunting the dolphins. I see you pointed out that there was a point where he seemed to be properly like taunting them, mm -hmm. uh, which yeah, I will point out also did not get picked up as a uh, as an issue by the referees. Um, that was in relation to that incident. So I think he walked away like doing something to his mask, like joking with him. He's managed to get them pulled up, so anyway. Um, <laughs> I think it will be uh, a Seahawks win, but not necessarily an easy win. I think Patriots are going to put up a good fight. It could be a good game. Pete Carroll seems to actually be letting, I'm not going to use that phrase that's been bouncing around, but he's letting Russell Wilson actually throw it out and air it out a bit more, so... It plays their strengths. They've got they've got the guys there. Chris Carson's definitely a worry, but yes, I, I would go Seahawks. Lovely stuff. Now that leaves us with one game to pick, and for me, it is absolutely the game of the week. We have the New Orleans Saints with the distinct honour and privilege of being the first visiting team to the new Las Vegas Raiders stadium. This is a tricky one for me. Because the Saints obviously looked very good against the Bucks last week. However, Josh Jacobs, I can't remember who the Raiders were playing, but he tore them to pieces last week. Three rushing touchdowns. He's just a bit of a monster, really. I think if there was if there was fans there, I'd have this nailed on as a Raiders win. Because you'd imagine they'd want to open up with a bit of a bang. They'd want to put down a marker, lay a statement. The fact there's not going to be any fans there does make me question it. 
it's a long way from Oakland for them to travel, even if there was. Well, no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I think, looking back at my overall season picks, because I've gone for the Saints to win the whole thing, I'm gonna have to ride them all season out. So I'll stick. I'll stick with my. I'll stick with my season-long pick, and I'll go with the Saints to win a, a very close one, maybe just by a, a Will Lutz uh, last-minute punt over for three. Yeah, I'll go for the Saints just to shame it. James? I'll jump? Yeah, I'll jump in. Um, there's a bit of promise, like, before the season, wasn't there, with the Raiders wide outs, you know, Brian Edwards and uh, Ruggs. I think Ruggs is good, but he seems like he might be a bit hobbled. Uh, but then the Saints are missing Thomas. I think they've got enough depth there to step up to replace him. Uh, Cook's going to get some targets. Kamara will get a fair few. Traquan uh, might even get a few. So, yeah, I think Saints, but probably not as comfortably as you might expect. Personally, I... I, I... A lot of a lot of it's already been said. I imagine the Raiders would fight tooth and nail to get a win, game one in the home stadium. They would they they would be there trying to do absolutely everything. Like Paul was saying, if the fans were there as well, it'd just be it, it it would have to be a win. Unfortunately for them. They're going up against the Saints, and the Saints are a monster of a team. I will always, at some point, say it wouldn't surprise me to see the Saints at the Super Bowl this year, next year, last year, every year. Um, I think there's going to be disappointment in Las Vegas this week, and I think the Saints are going to take the win. Thank you. Close out the week's picks. It's the Saints. I think if we were looking at last year's Raiders, it would just be a no-brainer, the Saints. Um, so, like Paul said, they might have a bit of a challenge on their hands this week with the Raiders team we're seeing. Um, but still Saints to win it. Well, you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That is the week's pick done. That's a lot of clean sweeps for four sets of predictions. Yep. From the Falcons-Cowboys game, so the last six games... We, we all picked exactly the same teams. Like-minded people. Um, unless anybody's got any other business, um, I would like to thank my glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams, for joining me this evening uh, to do the do. Uh, I'd like to thank the stats mistress, taking the time out from collating all of the stats on a weekly basis into a usable and digestible format to come and join us live on air and possibly most importantly big thank you to the JFG himself big thank you to James taking the time out there was uh, we've had technical issues we've been, uh, we've been going way way into the night uh, it's practically the morning at this point in time but uh, big thank you to you James for taking the time out to join us absolute pleasure as ever thank you for having me see you again later in the season yes you'll be back I'm sure 
and some might say the biggest thank you is to you, the listeners and viewers, for your time in joining us to talk about week two of the NFL season. Oh, it's so exciting. Thank you very much, ladies and gents, and uh, until next time, keep it laces out, peeps. Keep it laces out. Thank you, bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So there we go. What do you think to that one? Another one done. Another week of the season gone already. It'll be the Super Bowl before you know it. YouTube watchers, do subscribe. Do click for notifications. Keep yourselves updated. That's the that's the way to do it. Everybody jump over to cookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some form of love. Any love, we accept all forms. So there we go. That's it for this one. Tune in next time. Uh, more stats, more guests, more football. Till then, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.